Welcome to Y11 Audio. I'm Alex Alvarado, and thank you for listening. It's Monday night. It's Monday night. There's 194 more sleeps until EMU goes and opens the season at UMass on August 31st to open up the 2024 football season. Still, I think it's like 60, what is it, 67 or 66 more days until the draft, something like that. Uh, so that's going to be coming up soon for a lot of the recent graduates and, you know, everything. If you're a football fan, of course, you're going to be listening to this. You're going to be paying attention to the draft. Uh, you're going to be into it for a lot of different reasons, not just for the EMU players. Uh, but, yeah, you'll be rooting for them, too. Let's do some house cleaning really quickly. It's spring. It's that time of year where we just kind of do a little bit of house cleaning. we got to, you know, make sure that everything is nice and tidy, move some things around, make sure things are more functional for ourselves you know, hey, heaven like the way that looks. You know, let's 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 finally change that. It's it's that time. Let's get some air in here, man. It's it's been it's been cold. It's been dry. You've heard me get all stuffed up. I have the window open right now, but you know, I've been doing okay. The weekend episodes, you've heard a couple of those already. The uh, the Saturday episodes that I plan on continue on doing with Justin Coffin, um, who is joining us here over at Y Eleven. Yay. Uh, but mostly just for the podcasting stuff. That's pretty much it. He was a lot. He's been a lot of fun to do this Mac stuff with, from Hustle Belt through Mac Football Pod, and a couple other things in between. Obviously, that podcast we can't really keep that going to the rate that we want to. Just you know, the three of us and the three things that we're all trying to do, the time that we all have available for it, uh, just. Didn't make sense over time eventually. So uh, snowballed into, you know, had to had to hit uh, the big old pause button over there. But we're doing some weekend episodes here. We have that as essentially I'm looking at it as like the screen game of this podcast. Uh, my solo shows that I need to pick back up and be consistent with. Try to do this thing that I'm doing right now. You know, once, twice, a couple times a week would be nice. Let this be the ground game. This has to be this has to be consistent. So my expectation is to obviously keep myself recording on this, do a good job on this, keep good scripts. Uh, I got this one kind of you know written out. I've got some ideas for what I'm going to do next. Uh, next few episodes, just to let you know up front. I do want to keep the focus on the spring for as short of a season as that's going to be. You know, look at this roster, look at, you know, the position groups and kind of preview, you know, look around. Hey, this these are the position battles. Hey, these are the names that, you know, should be holding down their starting spots or should be in contention to fight for a starting spot or whatever the case may be. Right. So we'll be doing that over the next few episodes. But today we're just we're going to be doing something else. We're just going to be hitting the reset button. More on that in a little bit. First, uh, Substack chat feature. Not a thing that I utilize a lot. It's just kind of, I don't know, not a great thing that I've mastered. I it's I haven't seen too many creators. And maybe I'm just looking in like all the wrong spots. But um, I don't know. It's it's I, I haven't seen too many people master it greatly. Kind of hard to figure out. But what I'm just going to start doing is Monday, we're just going to be starting doing some open chats. If you're a subscriber, if you are signed up to this newsletter, 
one, thank you for your support. Appreciate it. Number two, you're invited to the open chats every Monday. So I have one right now. Go ahead and use the uh, the Substack app. I guess that's how you go in there. Check it out. So my, my plan right now for that, and again, I'm just going to, it's going to be pretty fluid just because, as you can kind of tell in my voice, I'm a little uncertain on how the whole Substack chat feature really works, how I'm going to be able to use it to my advantage, if it's going to be worth all the hassle. Um, if you guys make it worth my hassle, then it'll be great. I'll keep up with it, believe me. But for now, the plan is Mondays, I'm just going to do an open chat for all the subscribers. And then every once in a while, targeting Fridays is going to be like a fun day where we can just get like really out there and not really like focus too much on football. You know, keep Monday is like, you know, hey, it's the beginning of the week. Let's tighten, let's tighten our ties up. Let's keep it business. You know, let's have a little bit of fun. But, you know, business as usual, I guess. That's for Mondays. Fridays, hey, it's the weekend. Let's go. Then I might surprise you uh, here and there. I don't know. Again, I don't really know how I'm going to use it, but that's the plan for now. Mondays and some Fridays. So be on the lookout for that. All right, hitting the reset button. The 2023 season, look, we're not going to rehash too much of the goods and bads of it because, like I said, we're trying to hit the reset button. We're trying to just recalibrate. We're just trying to, hey, snap back into having fun again. You know, the past is the past. The future is always going to be there. How much of the past do we really want to cling on to? How much do we just want to ignore it and move on and start building towards tomorrow? Right? But we can't really do the building for tomorrow if we don't really recognize what we came from, right? And that's just true in a lot of facets. And football is going to be no different right now. What is this 2024 team coming through? It came through a 2023 season that didn't live up to the expectations that the 2022 season, you know, really propped up, right? The 2022 season left you feeling like, hey, this is a team that's looking pretty good. I like the, you know, we might like the bones of some of the parts of this team. If the quarterback thing hits right in 2023, you know, run it back against Toledo. Hell yeah, man. We feel good about this. But then, like, once 2023 actually played out, the Toledo game didn't really matter, right? Like, by the time we got to Toledo, it was not a favorable situation for EMU, right? The team was just not performing really at a good level on offense. And the defense was, for as hard, you know, as hardworking as it was, it just, you know, it wasn't enough to mask all of the other deficiencies that the team had, right? You go from a really nice high at having a 9-4 and four season. You win your boldest win streak of 35 years. You finally get that. You're feeling good for a few months. You roll into the season. You're not feeling good heading into conference play. And at the end of it, 6-7. and seven. And after the bowl game, it's a really, really embarrassing end. And it's not really a good look for, uh, obviously... You know, Corey Hernandez, but it's just not a fun time from the fans' perspective, right? Like, just being online afterwards, like, losing is one thing, and then just, oh, God, what are they saying? Oh, God, everybody's talking about it. Oh, no. Sucked. It just sucked. Right? It just, 
Okay, and so at this point last year, after you're coming into the winter on the best high of, you know, probably your fandom's life, if you're an Eastern Michigan fan, depending on how old you are, it's as good as you felt in a very long time, right? To go from that to have expectations set for last year to now this, having to set expectations again. How are you doing it? Are you, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Are you, are you are you worrying too hard? I'm wondering. I'm just wondering, you know, how, what the stress level is for you. Like, are you really itching for that MAC championship? Of course you are. Of course you are. But are you, man, we're just that close. We're just that close. Like, or are you trying to be more patient with it? You know, for me, I don't really know how I want to define my expectations for this team yet. I, I want to see, like, a lot of spring, of course. But I do like, on paper, the way it's built out. If you're going to have as poor of a season as you did, you need to have at least, on paper, a really good couple of months in bringing in talent and guys that have the resumes to be immediate contributors to you know say hey we're living in a time where yes we yes this is a program that's development first and yes we take the recruits that are second to a lot of other incoming recruits at a lot you know a lot of like big time programs right like we're not taking all the biggest high flyers yes the recruiting floor and ceiling is much better than it has been 10 years ago when Chris Creighton first walked in, right? All that is very true. By and large, EMU does not have one of the nation's top G5 recruiting programs yet. Still has never brought in a four-star kid from high school. Many Sunbelt programs have already done that. Toledo has already done that plenty of times. So has Western a few times. Right, But for as good as it is, you know, props to where it's due. In the grand scheme of things, EMU is not taking in the biggest recruits at the G5 level. It's coming in and it's bringing in guys that, whether you're trying to be here for four years, whether you're trying to be here as a one-year grand transfer, whether this is your third school, whether this is, you know, your second stop, The point of you being here is to develop, right? That's the way I'm viewing Eastern looking at this. And at the same time, Eastern knows that, hey, sure, we might be, ah, I don't want, I don't want to be mean and say like picking up scraps because, you know, the, the players are talented, but like, just, just to give you a, like a direction, like, you know, we're not we're obviously not like the nation's first choice school, right? For EMU to be able to be the second, third choice school, still a better second or third choice school than it used to be. And to still be organized enough and say, hey, we still only want to take this many junior college guys, this many high school guys, this many developmental guys at such and such position. And we'd like to stagger some eligibility with certain positions like quarterback, for instance, which is going to be a huge point of topic, right? For EMU to say, 
you know, we're losing what? We're losing some starters, graduating 17 guys, having 12 guys transfer out. Nine of those guys were, were starters. Replace that with an 18-player transfer class. 14 of them were through the portal. Half of those guys were graduate transfers. Four players from junior colleges. So there may be like, you know, there's some variance in what you can get out of those guys. But, hey, maybe you might end up with Bennett Walker, who just ended up like at San Diego State too, which, you know, closer to home for him. Still a G5, but it's a lot closer for home. But he's a guy that picked up football like in the middle of high school and was still getting used to it in junior college. He's not a guy that was like a proven anything in junior college. He wasn't a proven anything like this year. Like it was surprising that he got onto the field as soon as he did. He just was super athletic and super good. And like, you know, the field time was available to him. But. You know, that's to say, like, you don't know where you're going to get your production out of. Um, And if you do get guys that, like, blossom right away, hell yeah, man, that's awesome. That's, it's working out for you if that's the case. But on paper, like, I can look at this and, like, I'm not expecting any of those four junior college guys to have the type of immediate success that Bennett Walker did, who had two interceptions at Minnesota, right? I can look at that and say, hey, I have seven guys that are coming in that should be pushing for starting jobs and try to turn those seven positions that they're, you know, that they're that they're competing for into, you know, the possible spots on the field, into strengths. Even if it is just for one year, make it one good year. And then to say, hey, you know, we're not limited to just a 25 player class we can just you know whatever whatever's lost from last year's roster we can just directly just bring them back in we can sign as many players as we possibly can as long as we just not go over the 85 player limit of course for the whole roster so to be able to get 18 transfers and 26 high schoolers 21 signees or 21 scholarship players for them to say, hey, we're, we're going to bring in two classes. And a percentage of those two classes are only going to be one-year players, and an even larger percentage of those players are going to be four-year players. And a decent-sized percentage will be somewhere in between two and three years of eligibility left. That's good. That's good. And that's not, obviously, unique to EMU situation, but it is a credit to EMU to where this is not an easy place for as good as a job as Creighton's done for winning more games than this this program's used to, of course. That doesn't make it any less of a, a hard job to do. Like, college football as a whole got harder to coach in and to be in and to play in across the board. For as all of the advances as EMU's done, it is still miles behind or it's just like still having having to compete 10 times as hard just as much as everybody else these days right to have the success it's doing and so on paper like i'm i'm pleased with how this team has decided to work its way into hitting the reset button right a reset a refresh button to 
say, hey, we had some holes that we expected, of course, with graduation. We had some holes become wider than expected for whatever reason, talent, injuries, production, whatever you want to say. Based on returning production, uh, thanks to ESPN's Bill Connolly, it's like the first data point when it comes to SP+. And anybody that takes this too far, like it doesn't, this isn't like a true like ranking of like how good you're going to be. Like number one in returning production, is Virginia Tech going to win a national championship? No. Is it returning 95% of its offense statistically? Based on this formula, yes, it's returning a lot of offense back. I don't remember talking about Virginia Tech's offense once last year. I don't remember talking about second place Iowa State's offense last year. Don't remember talking too much about Nebraska's offense, which is 23rd in the nation returning production. So it's not the end all be all, but it is a it is what it is. And this will help you remember like, hey, this is the state of the roster. This is just, that's just it. That's it's just a data point. It's just a data point based on whether or not your player is gone and how much production statistically that player or those players had. That's about it. EMU is 107th nationally, ninth in the MAC, at 46% overall in returning production, 45% on offense, uh, 109th nationally there, 47% on defense, 108 there. And none of those really like surprise me, especially when like your quarterback transfers out and on defense, your top two tacklers who have a combined like 8 million tackles just from last season alone, like they're both graduated. Even though you have a lot of guys coming back on defense, starter-wise, losing Chase Klein and Joseph Rossio, Kempton Shine too, Bennett Walker as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course. But that doesn't. That's not to say that EMU can't out. You know, and that that I don't even think that means any team below any unfavorable percentage i don't i don't know what's a bad percentage on here like is 62 percent bad for anything like what does that mean but that it, that doesn't mean it's going to go out and play like it's the 109th ranked offense next year and the 108th ranked defense last year or next year like that's that's not what it automatically means but we will be doing more episodes like i said uh in the near future Uh, We're going to be looking at, you know, just spring topics, really. We're going to be looking at the rosters. We're going to be looking at the changes that have happened over the past few months, break down some of the position battles and whatnot. Um, But until then, I want to end with talking about the video game. I could save this for another day, but I do want to talk about the video game, man. I'm excited that this video game is coming back. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to be like the other podcasts that like play an advertisement here for free because... Why would I do that? You're going to you're gonna play it, right? Uh, a few bullets that I have on my end, and we'll just quickly get out of here. Just talking about the video game really quickly. Um, excited for the Dynasty mode, of course. I love building Dynasties. I love, love, love it. That's easily the best part about it. There's other, there's other modes that capture my hearts, too. You know, creating a guy to have incredible careers and hopefully win... A couple Heisman's is always fun, just just to do right. Like you got 
got four days of no plans, that's four trophies waiting for you, right? Excited to have those moments back in my life where I do that. Uh, something that I do want, I really want, and I, I wish I would have written this when I did uh, a few days ago. I really want like more historical modes in the game. I don't remember that being a feature in the old like NCAA series, but I would love like some historical battles, some challenges in like MLB the show. If anybody plays that, played it, plays it, I don't know. They they do a really, really awesome job of just like creating these like historical challenges and and with you know the world changing maybe it like can happen more po- more probably than it used to right but you know, like they would do like some really really sick stuff where like you would play as a legendary player in a really important moment in their career and you would have to relive that or you would have to defeat somebody else or i don't know man just like stuff like that so i would love to be like joe burrow in lsu going down to tuscaloosa beating alabama in a shootout that would be killer i would love to be in like just like doing like a series of challenges for randy moss right play as like freshman and sophomore level randy moss at marshall and just killing it killing it with a thundering herd dominating the mac or maybe put me in the western toledo game that went to 66 63 right wouldn't that be something to be emu to say hey your challenge is to go and beat Rutgers for the first ever fbs win or i'm sorry for the first ever power five win first ever fbs win what am i talking about <laughs> yeah that would be cool i remember now that we're this late into the podcast i can say this i remember watching that game or i was either watching it on like a crappy feed because it was like it was 2016 2017 right um 2017 i remember watching it on like a really crappy feed at work and i wasn't living like in the area in michigan i was living in indiana and i was at work at a newspaper and it was either like watching it on a computer desktop or either off my phone one of the two probably off a desktop because watching off a phone wasn't as good yet but i remember that man for like as obviously like as important of a finish as that was and like you know beating Rutgers is much better than losing to them of course um i remember being just mad just mad when that game happened um not not a very pleasant final two minutes um as you might be able to imagine by the final score of 16 to 13 um no, it wasn't wasn't very pleasant to watch. Uh, I think there was like a some late hits, something. I don't want to rethink it all. I just remember I, I would rather just go into the as like a video game character and just win more cleanly. That's what I would want to do. That's what I would want to do. Um, and maybe it's because I'm a huge, huge, huge dork with like really unpopular opinions, but. I really kind of just want like recruiting and player development to be more challenging or more random than it used to be like more random than the outcomes because like I felt like more players and not more players would 
uh, more often than not just like be hits and they would develop, you know, with a linear progression year after year. And, uh, you know, that's cool for me because I have better players at some point. And like, it's cool to be like, whoa, I recruited him as like a level, you know, 68 overall and he finished out as an 82. That's awesome, you know. But I think the game I kind of like have always been wanting to play obviously this I, I love doing like the sticks i love you know juking guys out throwing deep bombs and all that stuff actually like embarrassing my friends just kidding i lose i lose too much um i would love like a college football version of out of the park baseball i know it's another baseball video game but i do love out of the park baseball it's something i've been getting into a lot well, i shouldn't say a lot but um i did recently buy last year's version i know there's a new one coming out pretty soon but I'm in the market now and I wanted to buy last year's version so I did and it's essentially just a computer game but like you're not swinging a bat or anything like that you're just making decisions you're doing the transactions you're doing all of the lamest stuff possible and in like it's really really cool if like if you're a single dude out there I'm married so I can say this is like free advice out there if you're a single dude out there just go to a bar and say that hey I play out of the park baseball on my laptop and girls are going to be just flying to you man just flying free advice to you anyways uh that's a game i really enjoyed playing i would love to have a college football version of that right where i could be the head coach doing all the ceo sort of responsibilities you know got to answer all these emails got to recruit these certain guys got to make certain hires on the recruiting staff got to evaluate the hires you know got to evaluate the coaches do they have good morale are they smart are they hardworking, all that stuff, right? What about the players? You know, are the players talented? If they are talented, are they intelligent? If they aren't talented, are they still intelligent? You know, stuff like that. I would love to just get into the nooks and crannies and just, I don't know. If you've ever played out of the park baseball, it would make more sense to you. If you don't understand, then this might all be like Japanese to you. Uh, And to which I say, uh, I'm sorry. But that's a game where like recruiting and player development is like not linear and it is very random and it is not easy. But uh, but I like that, you know, I like that. And obviously if it were just like challenging and as random as that, but I could also like pick up the sticks and like juke a guy out myself or hit a spin move, you know, that, that'd be really gratifying to me. But the the real like, stupid hard work to like build a program that like you're happy with and to like recruit full classes in and to be able to like watch them play and like make them do like good things and they're not like you know emulated guys of like today for as fun as that is but like to be able to recruit my own class and to play with them is yeah, it's pretty gratifying um a couple other questions or a couple other notes and i'll get out of here I do wonder what kind of customization this is going to have. And like, I mean that in terms of like plays and playbooks, right? How many plays and playbooks, formations, all that stuff is the game going to recognize what sort of freedoms are we going to have with that? Can we create plays? Like that used to be a feature in some games. I doubt that's going to be a priority, but you know, can't demand dream. Um, I hope that there's like a killer wardrobe right like historical uniforms 
just uniforms that teams wore only one time. I want to play NIU's corn uniform. Remember those? And the last one, and this is the most important thing, and easier said than done, but this is definitely something I need to like really work towards when this game comes out. I need, I wrote down I want, but I need, and I'm just going to read the rest of it just as I wrote it. Um, but I need to say, I need a lifetime winning record in this game against a handful of my friends. I have them in mind. They're my rivals. What, you, you, you expect me to just always be friends? Just let them win all the time? No, I've, I've done that long enough. I let them win long enough. No. No, we're all chasing Saban here. I'm trying to chase greatness. I don't know what you're trying to chase. Having a good time? I'm not into that. Real life rivalries are coming back. And thank you for listening to another episode of Y11 Audio. If you like what I do, hit subscribe. If you love what I do, all I ask for is $6 a month, and you can get it all at ipsy11.com. I'm Alex Alvarado, and thanks again.